Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Around the Payload, a High Noon production. I am your host, The Blevins, and we have got a great show for you today. Got a bevy of wonderful returning guests here today whose crowns I will give out while we're going while we're going over, because I forgot to do it before the show, I knew it. I knew I, I was the setup was too fast. I watched <laughs> it. We're, we're starting it over, but I'll, I'll get there. Uh, so, if you're new to the show, this is a show where we are going to be talking all about Overwatch League in a great, very real, and definitely not fake, and definitely not stolen from ESPN game show format, where I'm going to be giving out points. You're going to hear a sound that sounds a little bit like that. That is not you getting a kill in your quick mat. Quick play match that is the hosts gaining points. But without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce our wonderful guest. In the top left corner, we have the host of Pulse Bomb Ready, Miss Sabriel. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me back. It's good to be back. A pleasure as always. Up next in the top right, we've got the co-host of Overwatch League Network, Spider. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? It's good to be back. You know, I, I was on last season, ready to get back and, you know, get a win for the show. So Totem will stop hanging that over my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, ironically, the last time we spoke was on an unrelated to esports at all business call. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, just start messaging you on my phone. Like, are, are you really the guy I'm on the call with? And you're like, yep. You're like, I'm like, oh, I know. Crap. I know. A John Blevins. Is that? Yep. It's him. <laughs> oh. In but moving on in the bottom right, we have the wonderful host of High Noon Productions' own Blackwatch Report. That, of course, is Kyle Wynn. What's up? How's it going? It is going well. Last and certainly not least, we've got that dude from your Overwatch, Frito. What's up, buddy? Hi there. Happy to nerd out on some Overwatch League. It's a lot more fun to talk about than watch recently, so <laughs> let's get into it. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, Frito's already firing off hot. I love it, but let's move <laughs> on. Get this bad boy started. I watch started. all of it, though. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> let's get this bad boy started round number one. Well, I, of course, didn't have the sound keys ready. They're going to go. Round one. Capture the objective. There we go. So, of course, if you've been watching Overwatch League at all, you've been watching a lot of goats, goats, goats. A lot of people say it's it's boring. A lot of people have been like, oh, we've been watching it from contenders. I've got some mixed opinions on it. But the question here is, is goats good or bad for Overwatch League? Sabriel, we'll start with you. Well, I personally do not mind goats at all. I'm going to say, yes, it's bad for the Overwatch League. On the surface, it seems like a cool thing because it slows down the action. I mean, a lot of newbies like, what is going on in this fast-paced game? I've even seen people say that when it comes to GOATs. And, but you know what? People say, this is boring. I've had multiple friends who have watched the season. It's like, this is dull. I want to see people click heads, forehead. It's so, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think it's overall it's bad, but I personally don't mind it. Mm -hmm. uh, I hear you. Spider, what's your take? I'm going to go the other way. I don't think any meta is bad for the league one way or the other, as long as it, you know, turns over stage by stage. I think just, you know, GOATS has its downfalls. Our hardcore audience, like us, are tired of watching it because we watch contenders. Those 130,000 people are not watching contenders. Like, go this is their first exposure to GOATS on a pro level. So one stage of it isn't going to hurt. And I mean, statistically, we have numbers that say that it's not hurting Overwatch League. Mm -hmm. The opening week saw a 30% increase in viewership, you know, year over year. So as long as it changes next stage, I don't think the meta itself is a problem. I think then you start talking about Blizzard patches being a problem. Mm -hmm. Definitely gets you there. Kyle, are you goats, 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 or notes, notes, notes? Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> That one was that one was off the cuff too. Um, Jesus. <laughs> okay, no. So I, I think that goats in and of itself is probably one of the better metas we've had. In that, first off, you can kind of gather a lot of the more intricate parts of it. Whereas in like dive meta, things were over pretty quickly. Whereas here, you know, you have a bit of a time. Okay, so then they're gonna use the bubble. Here comes the other bubble. They're pushing up. Oh, this Ryan's out of position. Big boop. Then this. Then this. so you can kind of get a, an idea for the pacing of it. But I definitely do think that, um, as was mentioned previously, like as long as it doesn't last too long. And so, like, like it was mentioned as well, like, yeah, 
Overwatch League has only seen a stage of it, like, you know, three or four weeks so far, but, like, I've been watching since Goats was in trials. The team Goats was in trials, and they were running it, and so it, you know, once you see it enough, it starts to get really, really there, and, and it just kind of, it starts to fatigue you a little bit, and it's definitely, I'm definitely feeling that. I put a message out, like, okay, I'm officially bored of it now. It took, like, six months, but it's, I'm, I've got that point. I think the meta just needs to be you know, switched up a little bit more often. They're doing it big with this new patch. But I think I would have liked to see that, you know, a, a month or two ago as well. I would like mm -hmm. to kind of see... I want more change more often. It seems like change is a little too slow for me at the moment. Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely hear you there. Frito, last words here. What's your thought on GOATS for the Overwatch League? Well, I do think it's terrible for a viewing experience. However, it could be much, much worse. I think where it ranks, it's probably above a quad DPS meta. It's a lot easier to view and track and actually conceptualize what's going on. The good thing about the Overwatch League, though, despite my knocks against its viewability right now, is that the production and the storylines and the talent and everything else, that the, just the setup and the presentation of the game itself is so good that it almost doesn't matter how indecipherable the gameplay is at times. And... The problem for me with GOATS is that it's hard to know for the viewer who's strong at what. Whereas in previous metas, obviously the best Widow had a good shot of carrying the game. You could watch them and understand what the heck's going on. Whereas in this meta, really like, I'd argue Lucio's been carrying in week three. Like, it's probably the most impactful role overall. Mm -hmm. But then it feeds over to the Zarya, and then the Zarya's getting a lot of the numbers. So it, it's way too hard to decipher, and it, the fights last way too long. Mm -hmm. It goes on for 20 minutes, and nobody really knows, like, why did this one team win? I, a lot of wins are had, my final point on this, too many team fights, I think, are won by circumstantial repositioning boops mm -hmm. coming off like the shield wasn't placed in the per uh, perfect way that's has way too much of a deciding factor of why we're seeing a lot of the middle tier teams just taking games off each other one uh, one over the other whereas if you're watching nyxl in vancouver every game like sign me up that'd be great but that's <laughs> not what we get to watch right not not quite yet at least uh, unfortunately but let's move on here and talk a little bit about the London Spitfire. Of course, the season one champions of the Overwatch League and are now at a, I guess you could call it <laughs> respectable, but not quite as dominant three and two uh, record right now, right on the cusp of being in the stage playoff. So, Spider, we're going to talk. Uh, I'll talk with you first about this. What are your thoughts on London? Are they, uh, have they been sandbagging this this first stage? Are they just not as good as the, the dominance we saw at the end of season one? Man, you New York fans really love that word, don't you? <laughs> like, there, there is no such thing as preemptive sandbagging. That's just called losing. Like, you have to win to sandbag first. Like, London as a team has always been slow on meta shifts. Like, that's just been their M.O., so, you know, they, they had some pieces that they needed to fix by removing Bird Ring and putting Guard in. Um, and we're seeing them adapt. So I think they have the tools to grow. But no, they're not. Like, they, they're just a slow team to adapt. That's why over last season, you know, we, we saw them struggle during the regular season. And they looked phenomenal in the postseason. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, they, they just did bad the first two weeks <laughs> I, I i hear you on that one kyle are is london spitting fire or have they burnt out i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get one for every oh my question god you're just you're just dragging these along the floor oh my god um i i think that we saw obviously like they were an up and down team i know a lot of people are like oh my god this was the season one champions but like they also had like they lost to houston every single time mm -hmm. they lost to a bunch Not of playoffs. you know Sorry, fact check. True, true. Um, but they they lost matches they shouldn't have. They were up and down and up and down almost as much as like Philly was, and they just happened to peak at like the perfect opportune time. I think they're down again, but we've seen that they were a little bit quicker to make adjustments, which is you know more than we can say for last year. We saw that they kind of just left the same roster and they'd make weird adjustments here and there and it just wouldn't be right but now they kind of realize what their problem is um and it happens to be one one player brought him out and brought in a, a new player and unfortunately it did take like one of the best brigitas in the league and throw him on brigida uh on uh sorry i mean 
And so that was always kind of, you know, unfortunate is to see a player not kind of play on their peak player or whatever, whatever you call profit on Brigida, which is a, a shame in of itself. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, we've seen them make good adjustments. We've seen, it seems like coaching is doing this team a little bit better. And it seems like they're on the up and up, but I I don't agree with the holding them to this high standard because they were the last champions. The meta is entirely different. Um, this is essentially a, a newish team with you know with how much the meta is different. So I, mm -hmm. I don't really think it's that big of a deal at the moment. Makes sense, Fredio. What's your take on London so far? Unfortunately, I have to echo some of these great points because it was always a struggle for me to understand how so many analysts put London so high on the power rankings going into the season when they came in to the playoffs, them in Philly, the last two seeds that could make it. So just mathematically speaking, this team has to lose a lot of games to even get into that type of position mm -hmm. and to assume just because they reach these peaks either in stage one or at the end of the season when it arguably matters doesn't mean they're going to have a strong season th throughout. So this is just who they are, and they will clutch if they're given the opportunity when they go on to like a playoff scenario. They're the type of team that – is very emotional we hear this a lot i think like Susie kim mentioned this quite a bit um that you know like the reason why they go from losing to the gladiators to then all of a sudden destroying the gladiators in the next best of five series is not caring so the, the <laughs> more of that they do the the better they look the only problem is i think they're genuinely bad at this meta i think that is very mm. fair to say because gesture is just the type of main tank that is not going to take over the game from the reinhardt position there's way too many boneheaded spots where there's this fight on dorado third man where they have an ult advantage they go into the like the third they're on third and they go outside with an ult advantage looking to set up and engage and gesture's like caught with his shield up and everything doesn't go perfectly, and he sort of just gets poked down, whittled down. They lose all their ults, and, and like the team pushes the car. I can't remember which matchup this was, but mm. there's like so many times where Jester's caught out, not really understanding how positioning with Reinhardt works because he can't move like he does with Winston. And because of that, mm. they're going to struggle. Luckily, in this particular meta, Ryan doesn't carry as much as he did in other metas. It's sort of falling mm. to the Zarya to do a lot of the heavy lifting, and as long as Ryan survives, you'll be okay. So because of that, they'll do well but th they're exactly where i expect them to be so mm. middle of the road look hot if they get into playoffs makes a lot of sense save reality last word here i know the spitfire your team <sighs> what do you got to say to defend them <laughs> my boys oh talk about heartbreak <laughs> uh no i guess i can't say much more than hasn't already been said uh their goats is trash i don't know if you know like okay so spitfire they just seem to like the first week or two i was like oh Oh, this is what everyone else is playing. I guess we can do that too, but like a week or two late. Mm -hmm. And um, but now you know what they're, they're trying to make this work. They're trying to make this work. And like now we're like, oh hey, we can just hack the planet. Let's just bring Sombra <laughs> in here. And I was like, I think I think his guard was like kicking butt mm -hmm. on uh, Sombra this last week here. So hey, um, I, I think they're they're just itching to get a meta that's not goats. Once we see that, they're going to be yeah. Uh, I don't know, flying high, aces high. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's leave let's leave the bad puns to me here, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is but, my that is my curse as the as the host. <laughs> but uh, no, they are to answer your question. They are not preemptively sandbagging. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing. Uh, I'm really hoping that if I can get people to admit that one team is sandbagging, there can't possibly be a second team sandbagging. So I'm just really trying to save myself here. But let's move on here and talk about Paris. The first three weeks, ever or the first two weeks, everyone's talking about how Paris is the best three three team in the league. Everyone underrated them. They're really, really good. And all of a sudden they get absolutely dumpster stomped by Atlanta <laughs> Rain. So Frito, did we overvalue Paris or is Atlanta Rain really just that good? I mean, it, it can ask, actually be both as well. So I think it is a bit of both. But the problem is right now with evaluating any team, it seems, until enough of them have played each other, is that relative power is really hard to uh, decipher in GOATs. I kind of said this earlier with, like, if a Widow can't hit shots, you know that team's going to struggle, right? Like, next week mm -hmm. going up against Carpe or whatever, that's going to be an obvious mis mismatch. Whereas in GOATs meta, 
the reason why I think largely that Paris looked a lot weaker is that the setups that they used to go and rely on with Cruz going aggro were completely getting denied by Massa, who was a former Giganti player, lots of goats um, uh, um, experience under his belt, where he was going head to head and winning the Lucio battle. And because of that, they never had any engage and sort of just crumbled under that pressure. So I expect them to potentially bounce back, but also I value them very highly just on paper. Rather, from the eyeball test, not on mm -hmm. paper. The eyeball test of how they engaged in GOATs in the first couple of weeks with their games was so clean. It looked like they had mm -hmm. perfect synergy, were dodging damage, uh, especially against multi-DPS comps. Like, they had a really high GOATs IQ. But as soon as you go up against a, a higher skilled team, then you just kind of crumble in this meta. So mm -hmm. they had an inflated, inflated record to start with. And because of that, you know, it's going to be hard to know who they really are until they play a lot more games. So you could say they were preemptively not sandbagging. I, 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 I'm reading between the lines here. I'm reading between the lines. <laughs> okay, I'm done with that one. Uh, so we each get a point every time you say the word sandbagging. Uh, sure, I mean, you all getting a point. Never mind, we won't, we, I won't explain that. Sabriel, what do you think? Did we overvalue Paris, or is Atlanta really just this good? Well, I, I did not overvalue the Paris. <laughs> Honestly, from the beginning, I was not really wowed by this roster to begin with. Sure, they played fine goats for this little bit here, but um, God, I, I see these guys, and I see, like, you got Shadowburn and Soon on the team, and, I mean, Shadowburn hasn't seen any play, but we got Soon, and we're sitting here shoving him on Zarya. Mm -hmm. It's like, this guy's not meant to shoot a huge cannon. He's meant to shoot, like, <laughs> little pistols, and, uh, you know, I... I These guys, I, I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, they're Europeans. They will be doing great at the goats. <laughs> I was like, I mean, they're fine. They're fine. But I, uh, and nothing about Paris has excited me from the opening day they revealed themselves to mm -hmm. now. I just don't get excited watching their matches. And say, so like, no, I don't. I think everyone else overvalued Paris. Mm -hmm. uh, and But Atlanta is really good. Uh, they just follow to Fran and they can just do whatever they want. Uh, so, um, no, Paris, bleh. <laughs> Spider, what's your take on the whole Paris thing right now? I don't think we we necessarily overvalued them. EU's always been strong in tank metas. They have competent players. I think you know they could be a top five team. I think I think what the other people said. I think we undervalued Atlanta. Like their flexibility, their you know their coaching staff kind of taught them know to know when to use that flexibility, but then also when to run the three three. I mean, when you're looking at Atlanta, they have three of the top five players in, you know, the Elims per 10 minutes. Uh, they are a deadly team. They know how to kill. So this team, I think we're we're not looking enough at them because we're kind of like, oh, DeFran, you know, he'll he'll do well. But w what is the rest of this team going to do? And they're, they're starting to show us, like Moss is showing us, uh, the front line showing us, Daco is showing us. Like, mm -hmm. this is a possible top three team right now because of their flexibility the only thing i think people did overvalue paris is down the line like sure they're going to be good in this meta but how are they going to function if we move out of a tank centric meta like they have soon they have Shadowburn, who like they said we we haven't seen play but mm -hmm. can they pull off the dive as as cleanly as they pull off you know goats can mm. they pull off a bunker strategy as well as they pull off goats so i i don't think we overvalued paris so much as we undervalued atlanta mm. good good points there okay i i got one kyle did, <laughs> did, did did we overvalue paris or did they get duh disenfranchised wow <laughs> cool <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm retiring wow. after that one. I'm right, retiring I'm after that one. Uh, okay. You can have my points for that one. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yes. Yes to your question, both. I think, I think initially, like, so overall power rankings, right, for the whole season, people are putting Paris kind of low because they look like a, if nothing else, they're a GOATS team, and we thought maybe they'd fly, you know, they'd be top five for stage one, but they'd probably drop off. I still think they're probably kind of close to that. Like, they're probably top six, seven, eight, maybe, for for stage one. I also think that we may have underrated Atlanta as well. I came into this with a, a pretty high expectation on them. I knew that Element Mystic tank line was going to do wonders. 
I knew that Massa was also going to be an incredible anchor for this team. We had questions about Defram, but those were kind of fixed by by Brad, the, their coach. Um, I think that Paris's main issue, though, is what is Soon doing with those gravitons? <laughs> I'm pretty sure in that Atlanta matchup, he grabbed the ground and nobody more than he grabbed even one person. And like, oh, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, Defram only solo grabs people. Soon can't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> He'll try to solo grab someone, then they just jump away, and then there's just a grab sitting there, and there's a team fight happening like 30 meters the other direction. It's just, I, I think this is like the other five members of this team are really, really strong, but I just do not think this is Soon's meta. Like mm. the other players, they are true EU players, right? They all came from Eagle Gaming and Giganti, like the two best GOATS teams from EU. Soon was busy playing Widowmaker and Tracer at the time for the Valiant and didn't have that kind of trial by fire that the other EU contenders teams did. Mm -hmm. And it just shows he is behind the curve on a lot of these matches, uh, matchups. You know, even the rest of the players on his team are trying as hard as they can, but man, mm -hmm. the Zarya is the main, the main damage dealer and those grabs need to set up a lot and he's just not doing that. Yeah, definitely uh, some flaws that were exploited uh, for Paris. But that is going to bring us to the end of round one. A quick recap for the audio listeners here of the points. We've got a tie for third place here with Frito and Save Reality at 21 points. Spider coming in second point place with 22 points. And Kyle taking an early lead here with 23 points. But as you know, there's still a lot of game to play. It's still anyone's game as we go into round number two. Round two. Capture the objective. Been talking about a number of different teams so far, but we have not talked about the two undefeated teams going into week number four. That, of course, is the NYXL and the Vancouver Titans. Kyle, can any other teams come close to touching these teams? Yes. <laughs> no, but um, to, to expand on that a little bit more, I think out of any meta where any team is beatable, it is this meta. Mm -hmm. Every single matchup we've seen has been pretty close, except for the two Nixel games that they played against. Um, was it? Well, even so, the Houston one, yes, that was pretty untouchable. But even on the Justice match, they got mm -hmm. full held on Horizon Lunar Colony because they ran some cheesy stuff, mm -hmm. and Justice were able to take a clean map off of them. So I think this meta, more than any other meta, will lend teams, even perceived to be number one and number two, to be upset in these matches. I think that it is very clear that these two teams have not only the best coordination in their GOATS play, but also extreme amount of uh, diversity in what they can run and good coordination with those other comps. Um, do I think these two teams are going to be the number two seeds, you know, the top two seeds going into stage playoffs? Yes. Do I think that next week we could see one of them lose a, a match to a team that we perceive to be way worse? Absolutely, yes. Like that, the amount of teams that are like one and two, two and one right now. That mm -hmm. it, it, there's just this weird pool of of second place ishness that's going on in like twenty, you know, maybe fifteen teams of the Overwatch League. So mm -hmm. I think that yeah, any 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 team can lose at this point. Definitely much closer than it seemed uh, a lot of the time in season one. Frito, what's your take on Vancouver and New York? Disagree completely with what's been said so far. I think they're <laughs> going to dominate any other team, mainly because a lot of these other teams are coming through with a lot of mixed rosters where there's a lot of new pieces being added or they're old rosters that haven't come up to the meta, right? So anyone that you even can put in that basket. So yeah, in theory, anybody can beat anybody on GOATS. But the problem is you've got the runaway team who for my money, has vastly improved from their time in, in Contenders. I think they're even better now by a large degree than they were back then at this meta specifically. And NYXL, who's just got like leveled up week to week and have shown that, you know what, we can play our meta or our play style in this meta as well. And between the two of them, you've got like the unstoppable force between the immovable <laughs> object, right? Where you've got Mano, who takes the least damage of any main tank, um, holding up the front line for the best Zenyatta in the world. And then on the other end, you've got the be best playmakers with Janu and Bumper who are, are in the chaos of everything can pull it out. And I don't think there is a team you could name that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with either of those play styles and find cracks in the mix. Because 
any other team you can think of aren't going to be as strong on the Lucio position. I think the mm -hmm. two of them have the best Lucios. They have probably, they, I believe, statistically the two best Zarya's as well. Bumper, I think he might look like a feeder on a different team, but <laughs> he, he plays that style right that, that, that they can play. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, I, don't, I think they're unbeatable in this meta. In other metas, maybe, but in this one, there's no openings for counter-stratting. You have to play the meta, in my opinion. And because of that, you better have a team that's as cohesive in their style like these two are, and I don't think anybody touches that. Definitely a lot of really good points there. Sabriel, what do you think? NYXL, Vancouver, is anyone touching them this stage? I think someone could touch them, but defeat them, uh, I don't know another <laughs> thing. Uh, I think the rain and their unpredictability could maybe scare them off for a few games. Uh, just like get to Fran in there and doing his doing his thing. Like like Vancouver and New York will have to watch some of DeFran's streams to see what weird Reddit and, and Twitch shit he's doing to uh, counter that. But then they'll adapt and they'll be like, shut, okay, no, no, DeFran, we can't let you do that. Uh, we'll just shut down. They'll adapt and shut him down. But um, he's, I think he's on the one that can, uh, or the Reign of the only ones who can actually like dent their armor a little bit for right now. Definitely a, a solid choice there. Spider, last words here. NYXL Vancouver, what's going on with them? I have to agree with Frito. I don't think any team can play to the the level that they that these two teams play consistently. Uh, they like he said they they have some of the best players in the league on their respective positions. Uh, and beyond that, they have like the big brains behind the scenes. Like just look at Vancouver's game against San Francisco Shock. How they abused Sinatra's positioning, and Sinatra's the only Zarya who positions on the high ground like he does. Vancouver scouted it out. They knew how to punish it, and they ran over San Francisco. And I have I have a feeling New York's going to do the same thing. Like it's going to be on the other teams to adapt to these two teams and to me that puts them on another level so i i think all the points you know that were said you know kind of agreeing with me i <laughs> agree with <laughs> so i i think these are the two tentpole teams and i i absolutely think these are the number one and number two teams now which is which that's a that's a whole different question. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> be careful, oh, Spider! I've got the point button in my I hand. I was careful with my phrasing. <laughs> it's going to deduct uh, points. That's true. That's true. No, I won't deduct points for that. You were you were you were careful, but my finger is ready. But before Spider can throw away all of his points, let's move on to talk about a different team. The San Francisco Shock. Many people had them very highly rated in their power rankings before the season. They are now in that large glut of three and two teams, which I think is a uh, a disappointment to many Shock fans as well as many people who had them in the you know top three, top five situation. They are technically in that top five as it stands right now, but overall, Sabriel, we'll start with you. Was the Shock overhyped coming into this season? God, yes. Oh, just like Paris for me. I was like, uh, I, I was. I'm not excited to watch Shock games except for Sleepy. Uh, I mean, last even last season it was the same way. I was like, okay, mm. yeah, cool, you're doing their thing. Um, they're fine, but fine's not enough, especially mm. when they're going to go against the likes of Vancouver and NYXL. Um, I think they've had a relatively easy uh, schedule this stage so far. Uh, relatively, I know there's been a few. But I think they had someone who's higher rank, and I'm dropping a blank right now. But they went against the Spark and the Justice, but then they lost against the Gladiators. Like, <laughs> like uh, what? So, uh, yeah, I don't know why people are all excited about this roster. I, I really don't understand i i just no no they're <laughs> fine they're fine i don't hate them mm. i hear you spider what's your take on the shock were they overhyped i think so i you know i've been skeptical since the beginning of season two but uh this is a heavily team-based meta and they they haven't shown you know the the things that we need to see like like what we just talked about with Vancouver and stuff. They have these, you know, certain strats that they play and they stick to, but they always play and stick to these strats. Like, we haven't seen them, you know, really deviate from them. And, you know, Mr. 150K Sinatra may be top in damage done, but he's not even in top 25 for final blows. So he's just, like, melting things down, but he doesn't know how to secure kills. So this this team as a whole, I think, was a little overhyped. I think 3-2, and two, like... Upper middle of the pack is where they belong. Don't get me wrong. They have a lot of really good pieces. I, I think they just need a little bit of work. And I'm actually still not sold on Super. Like, Super was hyped to be this great tank, you know, amazing front line. And he's, you know, I'd put him, like, above average at best right now. Definitely. Uh, I w I w we were hoping for the, the old... Um... 
Oh God, what team did he play for back in the LG day? Evil. LG Sports. Evil, yeah, and, and yes, Hammers oh, wow. Esports and We're LG Evil, yes, the the bird old, noises. Throw yes, it back, jeez, <laughs> yeah, the the old ZP screaming the blood soaked hammer of super uh, clip. We've been hoping for that, but uh, <laughs> not quite coming through so far. Kyle, what do you think about the shock so far? Okay, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and hard disagree, and that's not just the NorCal bias speaking here. <laughs> they okay, so I, I like I literally had to pull up the Overwatch League schedule. I'm like, are they like 0 and four or something? Like, no, they're 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 three and two, and they lost to the Gladiators in a legit nail biter, three two, and then they lost to Vancouver Titans, who, as we previously talked about, are like the number one or two team. Uh, they're sitting what fourth or fifth in the standings right now. They have had some weird issues with their main tank situation with having super and smurf being kind of interplayed and neither one of them are looking absolutely you know you know head and shoulders above the rest of the competition but they also literally just got violet like a game or two ago mm -hmm. and they're still working on getting him integrated into this and we have seen how much of an improvement he is over uh, sleepy who as we learned about a couple of days you know earlier today i think isn't super happy about that situation mm -hmm. Um, oh, I miss him. But it, he, yeah, it, 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 I just, I don't, I, I think there may be not number one, number two team, but like three, four? Sure. Yeah. I think that where they're standing right now is pretty fair. I think they're a solid team and they only have potential. They have five of the best DPS players in the league. Actually, six. Now, they have an, a phenomenal main support, a fantastic flex support line. They have so many options. It's just about f figuring it out, and they're in the process of doing that, figuring out who's best in which position at the mm -hmm. moment. Definitely. Give them two more weeks, and they're going to destroy everyone, except for Pixel and Titans. <laughs> Makes sense. I, def definitely a lot of good points there. Frito, last words here on the shock. Yeah, I think they definitely were overrated because if they were just to be a top you know bracket team then maybe I, I would agree that they weren't however they weren't billed as that they were billed as being able to be incredibly flexible in this meta well unfortunately for them you can't be flexible in this meta as it turns out <laughs> but but despite that all the problems that i was worried about i think are starting to creep up where they look like the london spitfire of last year where well we've got multiple players that could play this role but they have different play styles and they don't really gel together and then they're not really committing on the engagements whereas I think Super is legit a mid-tier tank at best right now due to, in some cases, you'll see this happen to him a lot, where he seems to not know the resources he has in a, in a situation and like makes one swing too many and he goes down when he shouldn't. And there's a few players on his team who do want to go aggro with him. Sinatra and Moth definitely are always pressing W, but the rest of the team seems to be out of sync with that at different times, especially Rascal looks out of place, Architect fit in a bit better, but you got to get these guys reps otherwise you know they're going to be upset on the bench you've got uh and then another problem i think that this team unlike london is going to be facing very soon is that there's a bunch of guys on this roster who i think have a reputation for not showing up when the pressure's on unlike london who do the opposite of that and you know, i i like a lot of these players personally i think they're cool guys and it's it's nice to watch them however i'm not impressed by any of their accomplishments thus far. And I think this NYXL game that's coming up this week, it's the one game NYXL has less left in the season, and I don't think it's going to be close, and I, that's going to kind of turn and color our opinions. If they can show up that game and make it even close, sign me up for you know buying the shock. But for mm -hmm. now, I think they're they're going to be you know uh, bottom in like maybe the bottom eight or so or the top eight mm -hmm. rather like at the bottom mm -hmm. of the top eight if that makes sense yep struggling to make it into playoffs and maybe even falling out makes sense and i, I like the uh just covering covering your uh bases there and, and and throwing in the buy even though we're not in the buy or so around yeah gotta always gotta always cover your bases and around the payload uh <laughs> last question here or last topic here in round number two mm -hmm. this one's gonna be straight straightforward spider We'll start with you. Who's winning? Who is winning stage one playoffs? All right, get ready to deduct the points. <laughs> I'm going to say Vancouver, uh, just because of the fact that you know they they've shown that they have the talent to go with NYXL, but they also have the coaching staff behind it that they need to actually you know suss out the weak spots in NYXL. And as we've seen, again, get ready to deduct points. <laughs> NYXL are not impregnable like week mm -hmm. one they struggled against a very aggressive fusions on mm -hmm. boston they did come out with the win um but 
as has been mentioned, Bumper is the tactical feeder, so he is going to get in there and he is going to be aggressive. So it's going to be up to New York to play to Vancouver's style, which hasn't been the case so far for New York. So I think it's going to keep him on the back edge. So I'm going to go with Vancouver. Just kind of throw my chips in with Runaway one more time. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I can't deduct points when you're making valid points. So, uh, or at least I won't now. Uh, I can do whatever I want, but I won't here. Uh, Kyle. <laughs> You're, I'm not, who's your pick here for winning stage one playoffs? I think Knicks will take this. I think Titans are going to be an absolutely, you know, really, really, really hard team for them to, to go up against. But I think the XL's primary, like, strength is their ability to spot a weakness and then just send that weakness to the spawn room. And we've talked about it here and casters have talked about it bumper is not a weakness he's a strength but he his play style can easily be turned into a weakness he's very very aggressive it'll often go way out of position and he'll be able to kind of clutch it and make up for it but nixel aren't you know the justice nixel aren't you know the mayhem they are a team that takes advantage of those mispositionings mm -hmm. and they check their freaking corners <laughs> if you see bumper behind you they'll turn they'll stun him they will kill him and then they'll walk into the fight with a 6v5 i don't think that you know i i, I think that titans right now are, are like pub stomping and nixel are not a pub team they are a top level team with top mm -hmm. level players and top level coaching i think yeah i think that they'll come through here Definitely, certainly not going to take points away from that opinion. <laughs> Who do you got here? Stage one playoff champion. I'm terrified of predicting this because I could honestly see it going either way. If everything mm -hmm. that was just said is true about NYXL, I think it could be dominantly in their favor. Or if it gets a little scrappy, I think ultimately I will be falling on the clutch factor of Vancouver to uh, win out in like a best of five. Is that, depends seven. how the stage playoffs are. Is it seven? I think it's seven. Okay. I think they have the endurance to sort of make that scrappy enough for uh, the disciplined play to sort of wear down. I think in a smaller set, the disciplined style has more time to um, do its magic, whereas the more if it, it turns into an endurance test, then you're starting to worry about the clutch factor of those Janu bombs coming out of left field. And I think a lot of that random playmaking falls into the wheelhouse of Vancouver. The, uh, the major concern, I would say, is if, like they're able to the, the main thing that i would say for vancouver is that despite the ability of nyxl to isolate win conditions i think vancouver's been doing that as well and has had the harder schedule on top of that mm -hmm. on top of that remember they 4-0 the shock even though a lot of those maps were close so that's going to be a good litmus test when we see nyxl go up against them as as well is or is that going to be a closer series right and because of that i think vancouver has more experience playing up against teams that play like nyxl and it's not the other way around nyxl is going to struggle to find any team that can come close to playing that aggressively whereas there's a lot of teams that try to play the like protect your zenyatta style it's mm -hmm. just nyxl does that the best and and so they're going to be really versed in dealing with that yeah really man you guys are making way too many good points against NYXL. I don't, I don't like it, but I can't penalize you for it. Safe reality. Last words here. Who do you got for the stage one champion? I'll keep this one short and sweet. But uh, I, you know, I, I actually had, I wrote down something, and then some of the conversation here almost flipped it around for me. But I think <laughs> Vancouver is going to take it uh, in classic Apex style, best of all games possible played. We're going to get all seven games, and Vancouver is going to take it, take the lead at the end. Um, I think they just got what it takes. I, I think they can shut down NYXL. It's going to be a hard fight, but they can do it. I also think right, the rain will get third and the Spitfire fourth. I kept going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I'm just going to point out there was a secret, like, immediate plus 10 points if anyone said Toronto. Just, just, just uh, if anyone could have made a, a, a fight for Toronto, you would have gotten plus I 10 want points there. <laughs> me too, me too. But uh, we'll we'll have to see. I will settle for making the the first uh, playoffs for them. But that is going to bring us to the end of round number two. We're still very closely contested match here. Say game. 
It, it, <laughs> it technically is still anyone's game, as Kyle has pointed out so graciously <laughs> for us. Save Reality with 46 points, Spider with 47 points, and Kyle and Frito actually in a dead heat right now, 48 points a pop. Still very close as we go into the buy or sell round, round number three. The payload is approaching its destination. So, of course, the buy or sell round is the lightning-ish round uh, where buy equals agree and sell equals disagree if this is your first time listening. So, Frito, we will talk to you first. Buy or sell the trash talk in the league that we have so far. I'm buying it in that I want more of it. However, at least for my tastes, it's been quite corny. Now, maybe that's because I'm battle hardened from like back in the Call of Duty esports games where there was like the dudes would stand up and start shouting at the other, like, check my bank account, like, look to the audience. Like, you're watching me play the game. Meanwhile, they're playing Call of Duty with aim assist. It's like the forever. Like, like the trash talk back then from when I started getting into gaming was was way more severe. And right now it's like it's barely even PG-13 Disney HD approved. Like, there's way more drama on these Disney shows. I think we can amp it up a little bit. <laughs> well, for what it's worth, it literally does need to be Disney XD approved. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why I said sa- it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sabriel, buy or sell the trash talk uh, we've got so far. This is, this is tough for me because, you know, I play these games too. Uh, <laughs> outside the game, I'm buy. Inside, I say sell. Uh, there's something to be said about sportsmanship during a game. Outside, have fun. But whatever these players do uh, in-game, I'm going to have to experience when I play my ranked games. And <laughs> I get a lot of shit for being a woman <laughs> uh, in different levels. That I like, When I see things happen, these things happen, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to see that. So. Fair, def- definitely a fair point there. Spider, buy or sell this trash talk so far. Oh, I'm going to hard buy this one because this is this is great. This is what we wanted. I mean, think back to last season when the whole Fisher London drama was going on. That was great. You know, that was like the, the tip of the iceberg. And then we got like, you know, uh, Gamsu winning against Boston this season, getting his like revenge. Neko getting his vengeance on Boston. Uh, the police getting their vengeance on Boston. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a point grabber right there. Uh, I I I enjoy it, and you know you like nobody even mentioned Jane so far. Like he is like the king of trash talk so far, and you know the fuel somewhat back it up. So it's just it makes it entertaining, I guess. True. I mean, we saw Reinforce put the fuel at like top four in his power rankings going into week four for some reason. I don't. Uh, As a fuel I, fan, I haven't even done that. <laughs> yeah, no one has, which is kind of why it's a little interesting. But <laughs> last words here: buy or sell this trash talk so far. To quote my good friends in Insync, I'm gonna buy, buy, buy this. That's a t- <laughs> throw it back to 2001. Ooh. But also, I think um, I. You, like, I have a very clear Dogman bias. I think he is not only a fantastic player, but, like, I love his level of trash-talking where in-game he's hyping up the crowd to do their team chants. As, you mm-hmm. know, after he loses to Philadelphia Fusion and he's shaking hands, tells Neptuno, <laughs> you got farmed. Like, I love that level because what it is, it is, it is trash-talking based on play. Like, obviously what you said, Sabriel, about trash-talking based on who you are as a person... We don't do that. I don't think anyone in the scene should tolerate that. But this is pure trash talking based on play. And that is the mm-hmm. one thing that we are, you know, judging these players based off of is how well they played. And I think I don't even care if the teams aren't backing it up. I love watching teams trash talk <laughs> and then get dumpstered. Oh, yeah, I, that's that, great. I, I would have loved to have seen Dallas just get completely drugged through the mud here. Um, <laughs> but I 100% buy this because this makes drama drama makes good storylines mm-hmm. and yeah man shout out to neko for the for the boston uprising <laughs> oh i just left it on i just forgot to switch it <laughs> to the toronto the, defiant that was thread. the, that was the best part. part he goes oh uh, oops it was just on from uh from la- from last time i was After playing on boston chases down aim god <laughs> sprays it on his dead body then then squats it i just you know Shout he's out to like, that. He's like cracking up during the Danny Lynn interview. That was the best part. And then Danny's like, <laughs> he said he left it on. So, uh, yeah. 
Uh, I love it. I do have to echo uh, what you said, Sabriel. The just trash talk for just like dumb reasons or being a woman or all that stuff. That's that's not cool. It's not funny. It's dumb. But trash talking someone for getting fit for feeding on a professional Overwatch League team. (laughs) Yes, get them. I'm 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 throwing my I'm I'm buying that. (laughs) I, this is the first time I'm buying it. Uh, but let's move on here. Uh, we've seen a combined, I think it's what, one win? Yes, we've seen a combined one win from both of the Los Angeles teams this far uh, going into week number four. So three weeks of games for both LA teams. We've seen one win between the two of them. So Kyle, buy or sell, the LA teams are just trash. Uh... Valiant are still winless, by the way. Uh, yeah. Right, I, yeah. Gladiators oh, have one win, but Valiant... Okay, You're a yeah, yeah. I can't do math. Fan, by the way. <laughs> I, 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 want to, I want to sell this, but I kind of have to buy it. So, like, I... I had Valiant way over-ranked because I thought that their team synergy and coaching, like their top-down coaching style, would, would benefit them, but it just straight-up does not. And then... Gladiators, like they have a really tough schedule. I want to, I want to reiterate that they played Seoul, San Fran, Paris, London, Bark, all teams that like are kind of top eight-ish right now. Um, but I, I think that they need to figure out what they're doing with Decay versus Surefor. Like, mm-hmm. yes, Decay, you paid a lot of money for him, uh, apparently, and you want to get your money's worth because you have all this this great you know story behind it. But like, they kind of looked a little bit better with Surefor, like. The Valiant are a lost cause in my eyes. I think that that's just just throw it out the window, restart, you know, get mm-hmm. four new players and try again. Gladiators, I think they're salvageable. I think that they can squeak out some wins here and there, but I think they're maybe out of stage one. But like, yeah, as of right now, both LA teams, hot garbage. <laughs> and it, it breaks my heart. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. At least the results are showing that. Frito, what are your thoughts? Buy or sell the LA teams being trash right now? I'm buying. I think things will change in upcoming metas when things, you know, who knows what the next meta is. But at least right now, especially Valiant, I think is the easiest one to say. There is no redemption for them in the the last couple games they have left in the GOATS meta. Because you can't have a Lucio who doesn't wall ride in this meta. (laughs) It's just not a thing. It's just you can't play the game, right? I think the biggest discrepancy we've ever seen in Lucio play at the professional level was Vancouver Slime versus Kuki, where Slime is carrying the whole game, getting boop off kills, running away from death, and sound bearing bearing to like flip an entire fight back even when they're down members, whereas Kuki is just sort of playing like, you know, a gold Lucio who speeds his tanks around, right? It's just called out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I'm, I'm okay. not as bad as Kuki, okay? Let's just get... <laughs> <laughs> okay, like he, he's obviously a good player, and I think why not let him play his main tank role? Since when is this guy a Lucio player? Like, I, I feel bad for judging him on Lucio, but mm-hmm. he's a tank player, so let him play tank. I, I don't get it. So, uh, yeah, um, you don't have the pieces to play this meta, whereas Gladiators, you would think they should be a lot better, but I think they look similar to the same problems I, I spoke about with the Shock, where they're trying to move pieces around and they don't really have enough of a cohesive unit to play this meta right whereas roar i thought was way better in korea and now he comes here to the gladiators and looks out of place looks like he's, he's stumbling over himself a lot of times and is not coming up big with the same plays he did back then in a similar meta mm-hmm. so um it's going to take some time and unfortunately the meta is going to swap right by the time either of these teams have a chance to get a grip on goats get a grip on goats that Sounds really weird. I'm just going to that. <laughs> We're not doing phrasing anymore? No, we are not. Let's move on. Save yourself. The LA team's just being hot garbage right now. Oh, it's a huge buy. Someone forgot to wake them up uh, for stage one. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, it started already. Um, I'm more excited for the fans to come in and seeing people yell shields up and, <laughs> and hmm. wings out than I am for the either game or team right now. Um yeah, I will still wear my purple pride in game, but uh, no, these guys are a huge sell. I don't know what they're doing this season. I mean, we've already covered that, so I can't. I was gonna repeat what you all said. <laughs> yeah, he uh, big goose is definitely seeming kind of like a smaller goose right now, which is sad to say. But <laughs> spider, last words here: buying or selling? LA teams being trash right now. Uh, I mean, I have to buy it. They, you know, 
we talked they they all made really good points and a lot of the points i had uh gladiators did have a tough schedule they they will probably turn it around but in terms of the valiant like there's just there there's fundamental flaws in this mm -hmm. team that they need addressed whether it's you know they need to first of all put cust in because already we know kooky's not doing it so just put cust in and see what he can do yeah, but, at this but point but cust is too smart to play this meta he, yeah he, 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 he knows brain too is, well. his brain is too big He's right. Doing some of these makeup. <laughs> yeah. What? What is? What does the O and four team say about their best support player? Oh, he's too good to play. Okay. Well, <laughs> put him in anyway. You're O and four. What do you have to lose at this point? Uh, I mean, they have a whole meme based off of their Twitch emote, which is win zero. I mean, at this point, In and Out Burger is scared of the amount of business that they're going to be getting by the amount of players that are going to be coming through there based on Noah taking them. So I I have to buy this. Like the both LA teams right now are trash. I have hopes for the Gladiators. I do not have hopes for the Valiant. Whew, some hot takes there. I love it. I love it. Moving on here as we get close to wrapping up, Shanghai Dragons. Not uh, two weeks ago, uh, right after the previous episode, got their very first win ever after starting off 0 and 42. History was made, as many said that day but sabriel we'll start with you buy or sell the fact that a team won it one game in the first stage of overwatch that was almost completely inconsequential to their stage <laughs> or really anything else relevant is this actually significant huge buy now they can get rid of that specter that is oh they're over 42 oh blah, blah, they're so bad and people can start treating their c9s <laughs> with the respect they deserve <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, just think about what that does morally to you when your team is no longer like, zero and forty-two. Now mm -hmm. we can start saying Shanghai is what, two and three. They don't have that huge number anymore. I mean, that just does something magical. Magical. Look at me just talking there, <laughs> my, my accent. Um, magical to you. Like you don't have to worry about that anymore. It's gone. You finally got that through. I think it's huge. Uh, we're starting to see like. When they stay on the card, I mean, uh, oh, was it late young? No, no, not late young. Uh, what's it? Young, young Jin? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got too excited and jumped <laughs> off the card. But, uh, I mean, we're starting to see them turn around, especially with Gamsu coming in here. I wish you could see more Gigiri playing to help uh, turn them on. But yeah, huge buy. I think uh, we're going to start seeing, we're seeing the dragons starting to wake up. I don't think that means mm. they're going to be, ex ex I don't think they're going to be excelling, but we're starting to see some life and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Makes makes a lot of sense. Spider, buy or sell this third game of the season win for the Shanghai Dragons being something of significance? I'll go with buy just because I, I loved all the tweets and all the, the fanfare afterwards. Like, nobody beats Shanghai 43 times in a row. And, you know, <laughs> they, this is the most losing team in sports history. And now the way the schedule's, you know, laid out that it's going to take the Washington Justice two seasons to break it at this point. Oh. So, uh, I, oh, oh, you know, my heart. I think it's Oh, man. The hottest takes I've seen in quite some time. <laughs> Kyle, what do you think? Buy or sell Shanghai getting their first win and that being um, significant? I'm going to sell this because this isn't Shanghai. This is this is Kongdu Panther leftovers. Uh, <laughs> we like, call them Shangdu Panther. <laughs> yeah, I like this it. is literally an entirely different team. In my eyes, the initial Shanghai Dragons will, will you know be born and, and will die winless. Because that is an entirely different team. It's you know it's the ship that mm -hmm. has been replaced board by board until it's an entirely different ship. I don't think it's the same thing. I don't think it's the same team. I think for the league, yeah, it's great because now you can't like have, you know, now things are actually competitive. Now mm -hmm. teams are actually winning against each other. Uh, I think the Justice will probably get a win here. Maybe not stage one. That's pretty much out of the question. Stage two or three? Yeah, maybe. Why not? Who cares? Uh, but I think that once we get to the point where every team has a win, it now means that the, the league is more serious. No one's kind of joking about the fact that how is Overwatch Esports serious when there's a team that has yet to win a single, you know, game, or we can't now take Chinese Overwatch seriously because mm -hmm. their crown jewel team, Shanghai Dragons, ends up not being good. Well, Chengdu, who's an actual fully Chinese team, has gotten like two wins. And I don't know. Like, I, I just think that I think it's better for the league, but this is not the same Shanghai Dragons. I don't. I don't give them that much credit. 
Yeah, until Undead's new <laughs> child comes back in 18 years and gets a win for the Shanghai Dragons, it's not going to count. Uh, but that's, I guess, a dis- story for uh, season uh, 22 of Overwatch League. But for, for, you know, last words here, buy or sell this history being made with Shanghai's first win. I'm selling this because I think anybody who was shocked that Shanghai was ever going to get a win it just wasn't reading the team and at the strength that they do have. And it's it, I find the whole thing really disrespectful, actually. And my question is, are we going to – are those Fairweather fans for the – sort of uh the bullied kid in the league going mm-hmm. to now switch over to dc we're going to run out of sympathy here because we only can have sympathy plays to go for so many teams now or do all of them now buy washington um jerseys and start supporting them i think it's lame and I, i'd rather that we um get realistic with where team strength are because a lot of good analysts would put shanghai like near the top 10 because they have a lot of good playmakers and I think gamsu's been showing up for them they are in reaching distance of a playoff berth and because of that we shouldn't be like jumping up for joy because they're getting a single win and yeah that's where i sit with that yeah definitely hear you there uh we are going to move on to the very last question here it pigtails right off of what we just talked about here this of course is going to be the meme question the meme to me was so in in this history being made the fanfare of the shanghai dragons winning we see uh, we see a pan over to the crowd, and there's these two girls. They zoom in on them. They're wearing NYXL yes. jerseys, and they are just crying uncontrollably over this monumentous Shanghai Dragons victory, a team that they did not care enough about to export their jersey on the day that they played. Spider, what's up? Are you buyers selling this, this whole Hold thing? On. Hold on. Have you, you've seen the jerseys this season. No one wants to buy those. That's, that's, that, you're, you're absolutely correct about that. Well, you could buy their jerseys buy last season, too. True. And they had a, a big sale at the end of the season. If you if you cared about Shanghai, you could have bought a jersey for like $12. I bought a Shanghai long sleeve t shirt for six bucks, and it was exactly. six bucks I ever spent. They have no reason. So, no uh, to your question, I. I, I have to buy this as a Dallas fan because the Shanghai tears of losing sustained us in season one, knowing that we weren't the worst team in the league. So now that they, they have cried their tears of joy, that they are now, you know, they've won their game. They can ascend to the same level as the fuel in mediocrity and live out their state season two. So I, I will buy these tears because I welcome them as a fuel fan. <laughs> Love it. Kyle, what do you think? Buy or sell the NYXL fangirls crying over Shanghai? I'll I'll buy it. If it means more emotion in Overwatch League, if it means more Jake punching a desk, if it, like, I I don't even care if it's not like the the Red Sox getting their first win in a thousand years or whatever. (laughs) I don't care. It's just like, I want want... (laughs) Don't knock the Kurt Schilling bloody sock. That is literally a holy relic in New England. (laughs) Uh, But, like, I I don't... (sighs) Who, like, sure, yeah, let them cry. Let them, I want people to be angry as long as no one's trashing other fans or, like, you know, calling out mean things to players. I Like, I want more emotion. I want more, like, chanting. I want the louder arenas. I want, you know, I want some passion, man. I want it, like, go to, a, you know, a, a pro football game and everyone's screaming at everyone. I want that, but, like, maybe a little bit more tastefully because they get a little... Okay. But there's, like, a, I, there's a lot more alcohol yeah, like, in those games. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they have to announce the authentic uh, Overwatch League official alcoholic beverage sponsor that. by that point. <laughs> well, it. like, yeah. I, t- yes, I think that I'm going to buy this. I think that we need we need passion. We need tears. We need angry tears. We need sad tears. We need happy tears. I'm going to buy more tears. <laughs> I just hope that the official alcoholic drink is G-Fueled. I don't have that. I'm also Rogue Energy. It actually... should be Rogue Energy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sponsored by G-Fuel. I just do it because I'm an idiot. Uh, Frida, what do you think? Buyer selling this uh, overwhelming uh, joy from the Shanghai fans. Uh, for me personally, I'm going to sell for similar reasons that uh, I said earlier. I think it's just kind of lame to care so much about a game that really, like, eventually you should feel you should have won. However, I'm buying it from their perspective, if that makes sense. Although I think it's problematic that there's, like, a growing stand culture that is, is sort of uh, 
in Overwatch League and, and probably a, a problem. But especially, I believe they were Koreans, if I'm not mistaken. Like that sort of uh, interaction with either like their idols and K-pop or uh, esports celebrities, it's commonplace there, and it's sort of just a, a global thing that I think we should accept, right? Um, however, on the side end of that we do kind of look ridiculous when we're like screaming at the TV and, and, and uh, uh, as a sports fan in general. So I personally take more of a subdued approach, but uh, if, if this is how you do you, do you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Sabriel, last words here. Oh my God. Buying or selling. Um, I'm going to have to say a huge buy because I was doing the same thing those girls are doing. <laughs> I was sitting here watching and that moment was so powerful. I is, is building up, building up there on HLC, and I'm just like, oh my god, here it comes, here it comes. I'm even starting to feel it now, just thinking about it. Uh, I I lost it there. I screamed, woke the cats <laughs> up. They were jumping high. I was crying, and then a few days later, when I was writing an article, I was watching that scene again. It happened all over again. Um, so <laughs> I'm like a huge buy here. Uh, it was an emotional moment. Like I I have enjoyed watching Shanghai play. I've had that hope for ages, and it finally happened. It finally came down. Yeah, they're a different team, but. It's, it finally happened. Huge bye. <laughs> See, I was crying, but that was because I was crying happy tears because Boston lost. But uh, <laughs> I do that every time Boston Just, loses. But... <laughs> More crapping on Boston. <laughs> yes, got to get it in there. But that is going to bring us to the end of the regular questions here, which means the saddest part of the show where I have to let two of you go as we move into the final round here. We've got – we had a – very, very close game here, but unfortunately, Sabriel and Frito did not quite make the cut with 82 points. Both did a very good job. We will be talking to you in just a second, but that means <laughs> Kyle Wynn and Spider are moving into the final question here. The payload is approaching its destination. This one, this so, for those of you who are listening for the first time, this is, the final round is a little bit different. This is, there's no points being given out. I'm going to ask a simple question each finalist is going to be stating their case and the decision is actually going to be made by the other two hosts they're each going to have a vote to see who they believe wins and if they cannot decide definitively that's where old big papa blev comes in and lays down the hammer <laughs> and chooses the winner but let us go into this final question so little bit of pretense here we've talked right at the beginning of the show about goats how we've seen lots of goats how we've seen goats forever and with the new uh, uh, PTR patch and the release of Baptiste. It is thought by many that perhaps Goats is dead. And for the sake of this question, we're going to assume that Goats, at the very least, will not be as prominent and a new comp will come in. So the question is, and we will start with. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can never flip this on, on camera. We will start with Kyle first. What is going to be the name? of the new comp that comes after goats all right so if if this new comp season or stage two is what we think it is with the batiste uh rollout we've got a bunch of changes as well to our boy Junkrat. i think we're gonna see the increase in what i'm dubbing the batiste bunker bonanza comp here Ooh. it's gonna be orisa you've got Junkrat. you've probably got some sort of damage dealer be it an ash or a widow or something like that. It's going to be kind of similar to your first point Horizon or first point Dorado comp, but with the Batiste in there doing the immortality field and just infuriating everyone because why are they not dying? Oh, just shoot the thing. Okay, now we're good. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Batiste Bunker comp. Stage two, it's happening. Batiste Bunker Bonanza has been called Spider. What do you think? What's this new comp going to be called? All right, hear me out here. Batiste, Bastion. Arissa, Anna, Torb, Symmetra. Boats. Like, it's got to be boats, right? <laughs> How are we doing? Boats. How are we still on oats? <laughs> think about it. It's it's the first letter of all their names. But I, I, I actually have to agree with them. I think it is going to uh... be Bunker Meta. So, the individual pieces are going to change, but I think Arissa and Baptiste are going to be your main... You know your main two, and then you'll probably have a Mercy there for the res if you're running the Bastion, or maybe a Moira if you need a lot of healing all at once, depending on what point it is, because we saw an uptick in her healing by a little bit. 
I, I think it's absolutely going to be a bunker comp. Whether it's going to be a bunker bonanza, who knows? Because there's still going to be a lot of points where dive is going to be pretty good. And there's also going to be control center coming into play, which goats type compositions will be good. But it's going to be a bunker comp. Like it's it's going to be bunkers. It's going to be boats. It's going to be whatever you want, man. <laughs> but it's going to be bad. Baptista Risa meta driven. Mm. Very interesting. So we've got the two choices. We've got Baptiste Bunker Bonanza from Kyle, and we've got Boats, Boats, Boats from Spider. Frito, who are you who are you leaning with towards? Am I allowed to be a jerk and not vote for either? And say so, <laughs> will still be meta? Can I be that jerk that says it? Goats is speaking right there. So I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree. I, uh, well, I think I would like just in terms of the bonanza. name itself. In terms okay, of fine. the name itself, fine. The bunker bonanza. There's no way people are saying that though. But <laughs> I definitely don't want to sing boats. Can we get off I, the oats? I, you know, I, I don't know. I could, I could. I could see uh, an Uber be like, "And we're out here with the bunker bonanza." <laughs> I can, I can, I can imagine, I can imagine it happening. But okay. Sabriel, <laughs> are you going with boats or the bunker bonanza here? Let's see. When I was, I was prepared to answer this too, and I was like, okay, I went metaphorical. I was like, I don't care what the actual meta will be. I was like, Tracer and Genji are going to come back, and it's going to be called the Gay Blade meta. <laughs> I was already. But, oh, that's awesome. But I'm going to have to go with the BBB. Uh, the Baptiste Bunker Bonanza. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has been decided. A victory has been crowned. Mr. Second Place himself no more. Ha- is no longer his co-host Thorn Rain no longer has that over his head. Kyle, you are the victor. The floor is yours. Sell out, shout out, do what you will. You have earned it. Yes. Sell out um Watch, watch the Black Watch Report every every Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, 7, 7, 4, what? I don't know what six. day, just, yeah, 6, <laughs> 6 Eastern. Watch the Black Watch Report, hit us up on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, I, I post witty stuff occasionally. Um, thank you, Blevins, for having me on here again and letting me finally, after, on my fourth episode, I think it is, get the get the dub here. No longer miss um, a second place. No longer miss, I get a crown. Like this means so much more to you, anyone, you know, more to me than it should. <laughs> just because I'm so competitive well, well, and I care so much about nothing go. competition. You, you, so you got it, you got it on the camera. The crown is yours. But guys, that is going to be it for around the payload. Thank you so much to my wonderful guests, Sabri, Sabriality, Spider, Kyle, Wynn, and Frito. Thank you all for being here. All of their links and twitters and stuff are going to be down in the description below so if you're looking to check out their content make sure you do because it's definitely better than this show but if you like this show you're (laughs) definitely gonna like what they're going to be doing but that is going to be it guys check us out in the future around the payload Bye bye bye